Hey, and welcome to the Happiness Project Podcast, where we are all about taking action to living our happiest lives. My name is JC, and I am obsessed with giving you tools to help you take you from where you are now to where and who you want to be. In this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share stories, tips, and tricks to help you truly live your happiest life. I don't promise to have all the answers, but as a once beat down, burned out teacher, I am passionate about helping you find yours. Let's do the Hi, dang thing. Hi, and welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here. I was pondering a very important question the other day as to why my DMs are just full of first year teachers saying that they're burnt out, that they just don't know what they're going to do, or first year teachers who are saying that they're burnt out and they've already resigned. You know what? Well, first off, I was going to say, what does is it going to take? But I do know the answer to that question because the thing with teaching is a lot of it is outside of our, well, it's inside of our control, but outside of our control. You know, we have to be fighting for better pay and we have to be fighting for better boundaries and and more respect. And that's just the reality of teaching. And it's really, really sad. It's really sad to think that that's, those are things that we have to fight for. But sometimes, even when we fight for it, you know, it's out of our control. But we have to focus on what we can control. And what we can control is what's inside of our contract. And what we can control is what's inside of our, um, you know, or how we, I should say, handle our workload and what we say yes to and the boundaries that we set and respect them. Because here's something, I know we're kind of diving right into the topic, but I feel like we can't waste for this. And if you're listening and you are not a teacher, this still applies to you. Please know this, that yes, I might say teaching and I might say whatever contract and maybe, you know, your contract's different, but this applies to any job, whether you're a nurse, whether you're a stay-at-home mom. I mean, come on, it doesn't matter what you are. These This still, can still apply. But the reality of why are we so burned out? Why are so many, and especially first-year teachers burned out, is I think for you know, a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think we respect ourselves enough to really follow those boundaries. If And it doesn't matter if you're a first-year teacher or you're a 10-year teacher or a veteran teacher. It just doesn't matter, okay? If you are setting boundaries and constantly breaking them and you're constantly making excuses as to why you're breaking them, you do not respect yourself enough, period, There's no ands, ifs, or buts. There's no gray area. There's no loopholes. You literally do not respect yourself enough to follow those. Because here's the deal. When somebody else's kid is more important than yourself, that's a problem. And I know, I know I'm going to get backlash for this because how selfish, right? How you should be putting kids first. You should be. And the answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. Because if you are barely hanging on by a thread, what makes you think that I would want you teaching my kid, right? You're teaching my kid what it looks like to be on edge all the time. You're teaching my kid what it looks like to be unhealthy and unhappy, right? You are a huge part, I don't have kids, but if I did, of my child's life. And 
you are modeling that. And that's something that's so important to remember that when you are not your best self, when you are not your healthiest self, you literally are walking into a job where you are modeling that for the future generation. You are modeling that that's a normal thing. You're modeling that that's okay. You're modeling that that it's just life. And that's not life. That's not life. Now, what life is, is of course, you're not going to have a good day every day. Of course, it doesn't matter. You could have the perfect job in the world and still things will come up and you'll have to, you know, get through them. But more times than not, especially as a first year teacher, if you are drowning, that is a problem. That is telling me that you don't care about yourself. You don't care about yourself enough to take care of you. You don't care about yourself enough to say no. You don't care enough about yourself to respect yourself. And that has to change because here's the deal. Education is never going to change unless we do something about it. And I really want you to grasp that, that I hear constant complaining about the the pay. I hear constant complaining about the disrespect. I hear constant complaining about the burnout and the expectations and all of the things, but yet what are we doing about it? What are we doing about it? Are you standing up for it? Are you fighting for this? Are are you just complaining? Because really it's easy to sit back and complain. But are you actually going to war and fighting for what you deserve? And if you can't answer yes, then again, you are not taking care of yourself. You're not taking care of yourself. It's really easy to be a complainer. It is really easy to do that. It is very hard to stand up for what you believe sometimes. And in this case, it can be very hard because it can be very tricky because there's so much, so many more pieces than just, you know, going to your principal and asking for a pay. That's not how, or a pay raise. That's just not how it works, right? But if you are sitting there and you're not doing the things that you can control, like setting boundaries and saying no and making sure that you respect your time, then you don't care about yourself enough. And I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that to be cruel. I'm not saying that even if, as if I know you. I'm saying that because I was you. I was the first year teacher who did not care about herself or her time or to be honest, even her family's time because I lived at the school and I lost so much precious time with myself, with my family. I gave, I gave them so much anxiety and heartache and I did all of the things that we don't want to do to our loved ones, but I did it because I didn't respect myself enough to take care of myself. So remember that, that yes, we can blame burnout on the job itself because to be honest, yeah, sometimes that is the case. But if you are a first-year teacher, especially a first-year teacher, and you are drowning, you are not taking care of yourself. You need to start taking care of yourself and you need to start respecting your time and putting those boundaries into play. Again, I'm very well aware there are factors that you can't control and that is hard, right? Do you have a big class size this year? Yeah, you can't control that. That freaking sucks. But you know what you could control? You can go talk to your principal. You can go talk to people about how this is not good, right? And that change needs to happen and that, you know, maybe you need extra help. Maybe you need a full-time aide or para. You might not be able to control the pay, 
But what you can do is you can go to your board. You can join your union. You can go to the legislate and fight, fight for better pay. There are so many things that you can control and you can do. And obviously, like I said, there's so many things that you can't. So just remember that in, when it involves taking care of you, you can control that. When it involves respecting boundaries and really just honoring your time, you can control that. And the other reason why I think so many first-year teachers are burnt out is because, you know, they look at these veteran teachers and they see all of the glam and all of the, you know, the the beautiful classrooms that have thousands and thousands of dollars in them and and all of the things. And I'm just going to tell you that right now, kids don't care. Kids don't care about your your the, how much money you spend in your room. I'm going going to just tell you that right now. Kids don't care about an aesthetically pleasing room. That they just don't care. They want to be loved. They want to learn with excitement, right? There's so many things that kids want and you know, aesthetics is not not it. It's not it. So you putting your pressure or pressure on yourself, especially if you're a first year teacher, that kind of pressure is just silly. Because you don't need to have, a. to be honest, I'd rather spend my money on other things like leggings or shoes or, you know, my hard-earned money. I'd rather save and and do stuff that Josh and I want to do things with, not spend it on things in my classroom that I don't care about and that my kids don't care about. And, you know, you can say that the research shows that this color paint and this and aesthetically pleasing rooms is better for learning environments. At the end of the day, the best learning environment for a child is just knowing that they're loved and safe. doesn't matter. It does not matter what you tell me. As long as they are loved and they are safe, they don't give a crap about your matching border. They just don't care. And I don't mean any disrespect or any shade because if you are a teacher and you're like, yeah, I have spent a lot and I love the way my classroom works and it's homey and whatever, then kudos to you. You're an adult. You can spend your money on anything you want to. But if you are somebody who is burned out and you feel like you're always spending your money on your classroom, then that needs to change, especially if you're sick and tired of it. You don't have to spend your money on your classroom. You don't have to. And if you do want to spend money in your classroom, there's a lot of inexpensive ways to go about it. You don't have to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars on things that, again, kids don't care about. Only you care about it. Kids don't care about it. They want to be loved and they want to feel safe. That is what they want. So it's just some really good reminders as you go through your year. If you're still here as a teacher, of course, if you haven't quit yet, it, it's something just to, to remind yourself that you, you know, it, social media is a highlight reel and it's really easy to look at someone's classroom and, you know, what they're doing in it and just think, wow, like this is the kind of teacher that I want to be. This is the kind of room that I want to have. This is exactly what I want to do. But you really don't even know what's going on in their room 90% of the day because you only see a couple slides or stories or whatever you want to call them that you, that, that, that they want you to see, not because it means anything or because it means that their classroom is just amazing. And I don't mean any disrespect. I'm just telling you it's a highlight reel. So just remember that, that just because you're seeing a perfectly aesthetically pleasing classroom does not mean that that's a classroom you want to be in. 
So just remember, just remember that. And remember that you work hard for your money and that your money doesn't need to go back into your job. Your money can be saved. Your money can go towards things that you want it to go towards. Your money can go towards trips or traveling or whatever. And that you shouldn't feel guilty about not buying brand new things for your kids. That's ridiculous. Um, And if you're really, you know, worried about that, or if you're really like, well, I do need some new things, then you always can, and I don't mean this bad, so please don't take it bad, but you can always put it back on the parents. If parents are asking what you want for gifts, you can send them a, a small Amazon gift or not gift, uh, what do you call it? Um, link thing. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Where they can shop from that and they can help buy for your classroom. They can help pay for that. Uh, you know, a lot of parents are willing to do that. Now, I'm not saying that you should just, you know, force ask them. But if they're w- wanting to buy you a gift or if they're wanting to contribute to your classroom, send that link over and then they can buy whatever it is that you want or you feel that you need or you feel that maybe your kids would need. You can do that way. You know, there's always ways around it. And I just think it's important. It's so important when it comes to burnout and and everything else is just to ask yourself, are you respecting yourself? Are you respecting you? Because if you can't answer yes, then things really need to change. And teaching is never going to get better, especially if you're constantly breaking promises to yourself and you're constantly putting yourself on the back burner and you're constantly just not doing the things that you need to take care of you. If you are not doing that, then your things are never going to get easier when it comes to teaching. It's only going to get worse and you're only going to get burned out and then you are going to end up quitting or taking a break or, you know, whatever, just resigning altogether. So even though, yes, there's a lot of professions that are that are out there that are really hard. It's really, really simple to set boundaries and to then to stick to them because you need them. You know, I hear all the time, I'm, I'm setting boundaries, but I'm not sticking to them. Yeah, that is what's causing burnout. You have to remember that those boundaries are like a contract to yourself. It's a contract with you, so you are taken care of. And if you are breaking them, just imagine doing that to a student, right? Imagine like totally breaking a promise to a student or to a your boss or to anything, right? You just wouldn't do it. You'd be like, nope, I said I was going to do it. That's how it should be with yourself. You should be so stubborn on how you take care of yourself because that, at the end of the day, is what matters, is taking care of you and making sure that you are healthy and happy because that's what makes a good teacher. That's what makes a good worker in general. Okay, and if you're a first year teacher and you ever need to talk, if you're any kind of teacher, let's be honest, you ever need to talk, reach me in my DMs. I'd be more than happy to help you, to cheer you on, to lift you up, to do all the things because I'm proud of you, even though you might not think of it after this episode, I am so proud of you and until next time. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a friend or post it on social media and take me in it so I can personally thank you for getting the message out. I'm so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.